Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! I honestly can't believe that we pulled that off. Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm back in the ESPN Missoula studio here uh, at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Coulter Nuan is coming to you. Thanks to Andrew Houghton for sitting in the chair, steering the ship while I was gone. You heard me a bunch on the radio last week. That's because I recorded most of the show uh, before I left and then also supplemented uh, while we were driving about 1,400 miles uh, total is what I spent in the car. Uh, my part, my my uh, partners on the road trip, they're still on it, so they're not going to be back until Wednesday. But I'm back home uh, here in Missoula. I made my way down to St. George, Utah, but we took a couple days to get there. We uh, stayed in Nephi, which is uh, in southern Utah, it's south of Provo, and uh that was on Wednesday night. Then Thursday night, we made our or Thursday during the day. We we went through Zion National Park. My family is from Northern Arizona, so I spent a lot of time in, in red red dirt country. You know, red rock country. Sedona, Arizona is where my parents are from, and um, so I I know that sort of topography, geography, geology, all that stuff. But Zion is totally unique. And I'd never been there before. What a cool place that is. Then got to uh, show my fiance and her dad the Grand Canyon for the first time. I've seen the Grand Canyon several times, but it had been quite a while. I think 10 plus years since the last time I saw the Grand Canyon. So I saw that on Thursday. If you've never seen the Grand Canyon, man, it is a humbling, humbling experience. The, the magnitude of it, just how unbelievably deep and epic 
and sharp, and it's unbelievable. You have to see it in person. The pictures do not do it justice. So I did that, and then uh, drove to St. George on uh, Saturday. I guess stopped in Hurricane, Utah, and uh, played some golf at Sand Hollow Resort. What a fun time that was. Played with Sean Rainey of SWX Montana Television and a couple other people that were down there for Montana's game at Utah Tech. Been beat feet over to St. George, about 25 minutes from Hurricane, and uh, got a shower in and then went to went and watched the Bobcat game right by the stadium, right by the Utah Tech Stadium, watched Montana State at South Dakota State, so got to see about the first three quarters of that, then made our way over uh, to the uh, Utah Tech Stadium. Then there was no, so I drove, then after the game on uh, Saturday, I drove to Vegas because I had to fly home, but there was no flights yesterday, so I was in Las Vegas for football Sunday yesterday, made it home today, got here about noon had to get on a Zoom call with Marty Mortaweg, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, coming up uh, here in hour number two. But the first time ever, we had to pre-record it. He's also coming back from a long road trip. Uh, he and his wife, Lindsay, they drove out to Fargo, North Dakota, to take in the North Dakota State main game. Of course, Coach Marty's son, Bobby Cades, coaching out there at NDSU. And uh, Coach Marty will be on the calls for Grizz games starting during the conference season, but still one non-conference matchup remaining for the Grizz. So uh, we, uh, I jumped on that Zoom call that I went to the press conference there at the University of Montana, talked to Bobby Houck and Brandon Casey and Trajan Cotton. We'll have some sound from that uh, later on here in the week as well. And uh, now here I am standing here with you. So, I mean, that's my best of the weekend. I had a great time. I had a great trip uh, last night in Vegas uh, after the, the absolute destruction of the New York Giants by the Dallas Cowboys. I took in a show uh, there at Caesars Palace. Went to Absinthe. It's a show I've been wanting to see for uh, a really long time. And uh, then I was a good boy. Went to bed early because I knew I had an early flight. But a, a fun time, even though I was only in Vegas for about 18 hours. It was uh, definitely fun and uh, got a show in, so uh, always good. So I had a great weekend. Hopefully you had a great weekend as well. A ton of stuff happened this weekend, so let's get to it. It's the Montana Football Hour. It's presented by Dazzler's Car Wash. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated at Dazzler's Car Wash. They're located right here. I can see them. from If you're watching on TV, and I see that we are now back on SWX Montana Television. So, uh, hi, everybody. Good to see you. Uh, as well as on the ESPN MT app. Thanks for tuning in here on Nuanas Now. Uh, Dazzler's Car Wash is right here, right across the street. It's so efficient. Like, sometimes when I'm coming in here, I know exactly it's going to take between four and six minutes, depending on how much vacuuming you got to do. But in terms of just once you're in uh, the actual car wash, it takes four minutes. So uh, really, really efficient, but also the best car wash in the city of Missoula. Coming up, we'll have a $50 gift card for you to Dazzler's Car Wash. Uh, let's go through, first of all, some high school scores from the, uh, the, week, the weekend that was. It's so funny. It seems like so much time goes by. And it does. Between Friday and when we get to these scores on Monday, we talk about the upcoming games all week long. Then we have a, a high school football heavy show on Friday to get you set up for Friday Night Lights. And then all the games happen. And then Saturday is a full day of college football. And now the NFL is back too. So it seems like it's been forever since we've actually talked to, uh, uh, it's, it, it, until we get to these some of these results. But there were some crazy games on Friday night, specifically starting with the game in Butte. Kalispell Glacier was up 27-0 over the Butte High Bulldogs. And uh, Butte rallied all the way back to 
earn a 28-27 victory over the top-ranked team in the state, or at least previously top-ranked team in the state, Bozeman Gallatin, coming in as the top-ranked team now in this week's Treasure State Media Poll. We'll get to that here in just a little while. But 28 on answer from Butte in the fourth quarter. That's their second fourth-quarter rally like that. They scored 21 on answer against Billings West in the season opener as well. So uh, Butte's into the top five. Butte's a really good team. They're off to a 2 and one start. They've had the toughest schedule, bar none, of anybody in Class AA football. West uh, to open things up. Then Bozeman, uh, a renewal of a rivalry. And the Hawks are a top-three team right now as well. And then Glacier, who is the top-ranked team in AA uh, Butte rallies all the way back and earns a big-time 28-27 victory. So that was the drama of Friday night. I was hooked on Twitter getting the updates. The way that the game went down, uh, it was a crazy result. So we'll have some follow-up on that and uh, some interviews out of the Mining City. And uh, we'll also have some other stuff when it comes to our individual accolades. Our Treasure State Stars will be coming up tomorrow as well as our uh, Class AA Player of the Week presented by Vertical Rays. So stay tuned for that. A bunch more high school stuff coming up. Uh, some AA scores outside of the Mining City. Missoula Sentinel beat Helena Capital on the road 17-14. Hellgate took it on the chin 48-13. They lose to Helena High. Big Sky, they get their second win. So a 2-1 start for the Eagles. Big Sky outlasts Flathead 21-20. Flathead and Sentinel, by the way, play this week. It's a Thursday night game. So Rajim Seabrook who's coaching over there at Sentinel and is uh, one of our favorite co-hosts. He'll be able to join us in studio on Friday because Sentinel plays Thursday. So uh, Raj will be riding with us here on Friday. So look forward to that as well. Uh, Bozeman beat Billing Skyview 56-7. Gallatin, they're still undefeated 51-28 over Senior. Billings West drills CMR 49-14. Great Falls High beats Belgrade 56-14. We'll give you some A, B, and C scores. Um a little later on here on the Montana Football Hour. But here's your Big Sky scoreboard from over the weekend. Oregon State, number 18 in the country. They drilled UC Davis 55-7. to San Jose State, I said that San Jose State has been a little bit down, that Cal Poly might be able to kind of sort of hang in that game. Not so much. 59-3. to San Jose State routes Cal Poly. Uh, so back to earth for the Mustangs. They got a 1-0 start after they beat San Diego last week, but they take it on the chin. Uh, from San Jose State. Portland State took it on the chin week one to Oregon, 81-7. A much better performance uh, in Laramie. They lose to Wyoming, 31-17. So maybe a step forward for Bruce Barnum's crew there at PSU, but always really tough when you have to open up the season with back-to-back FBS opponents. North Dakota gets a a win over Northern Arizona, 37-22. Northern Colorado Looked completely overmatched again. 42-7, they lose to Incarnate Word. Utah State, they drill Idaho State 78-28. Eastern Washington takes Fresno State all the way down to the wire before losing 34-31. And Sac State, they uh, drub Texas A&M Commerce 34-6. The two biggest wins in the league, or I guess by teams in the Big Sky Conference, Weber State goes on the road and wins at Northern Iowa, 34-17. Wildcat defense looked great. David Bankston had over 100 yards rushing and three touchdowns. He continues to look like an, an all-league caliber running back. And uh, I, and uh, the the Wildcats, they were just good across the board. Mickey Mental off to a, a fast start, 2-0 for Weber State. They're into the top 10. Uh, so certainly Weber looking uh, maybe better than some people expected uh, early on. And, and then the, uh, the headline maker of the weekend, Idaho destroys Nevada, 33-6. to 
a matchup of two former Big Sky rivals. Now Idaho's back in the Big Sky. It's amazing the way this has all ebbed and flowed, right? Nevada was really, really good uh, during their time in the Big Sky Conference. And then when they moved up, they were much better at the FBS level than Idaho ever was. Idaho had a couple brief moments. You know, they went to a bowl in 98, I think. Uh, they, they had that good year in 2015, uh, the, the last good year under Paul Petrino. But other than that, Idaho was was non-competitive during their time in the FBS. Nevada, not so much, though. Nevada was was perennially pretty good, perennially like a bowl team. And they had a couple years where they were very good, the Colin Kaepernick days. But Chris Salt is a college football Hall of Famer. He's a legend for sure. It's just amazing how far the Nevada program has fallen. They, they've now lost 12 straight games. But, I mean, if you're getting rolled up on and losing by four touchdowns to Idaho – Crazy. It's also crazy to think that the Vandals were the ones that sort of quote unquote had to move back down and Nevada stays up. But since Chris Salt retired, the Wolfpack have, have sort of dwindled. And now uh, under Ken Wilson in his second year, I mean, that's the other interesting factor, right? Ken Wilson, who was formerly the linebackers coach at Oregon and now is in his second year, the head coach there at Nevada, he was in the mix for the Montana State job. He was one of the, the, the desired candidates early before Brent Vegan emerged and took that job. Uh, but Wilson's had a, a hard time at, at Nevada. I think he's now 2-13, and 13, I think. Uh, they only won two games last year. I know that. They lost 10 straight to finish the year, and, and they're off to an 0-2 start this year, including giving up uh, a 60-burger to USC and then uh, you know lose by four touchdowns to Idaho. So uh, things not good in Reno. Things very good in Moscow. We'll talk about that Idaho win uh, a little later on. The games, though, that we were at, I had a crew over there in uh, Brookings, South Dakota on behalf of Skyline Sports, and I, myself and Blake Hempstead, we were also uh, in St. George, Utah. The game I watched in person, no contest. Montana races to a 36-0 halftime lead, and they cruise to a 43-13 lead, uh, win excuse me, over Utah Tech, and uh, the Grizz look sharp. We'll, we'll get to the ins and outs, the details of all of it, but the Grizz certainly look sharp. But the game that I was glued to that everybody in the press box in St. George was glued to. I think everybody around the FCS was glued to was the number three ranked Montana State Bobcats at the top ranked South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Bobcats played phenomenally well defensively, except for a couple breakdowns late. But those breakdowns late are what ultimately cost them the game. That plus a controversial replay overturn. But what a back and forth that it was. Montana State got out to a 10-0 lead. Uh, South Dakota State comes storming back. They're up 13-10, to but the Cats keep fighting. The Cats, though, had to settle for field goals when they needed touchdowns three different times when they were inside the 10-yard line. Brendan Hall went 3-for-3 three three from uh, on field goals, but he only had his longest field goal attempt was 27 yards. That means you're at the 10. The other, three, uh, the other two excuse me, were inside the 10, so chip shots to be sure, and I think that just shows you how close Montana State was to really breaking this game open and blowing it open. They had a punt, a blocked punt right down by the goal line. They had to settle for three on that one. They went for it on fourth and one right down by the goal line. Uh, didn't get it, so uh, certainly they were uh, they were stuffed a couple times. And it, it, coming out of this, so the way that this game ended, this was this was a, one of the craziest endings ever. I don't even know if I can do it justice in terms of what happened in order. The Cats had an opportunity. They had this beautiful six-minute march. With eight minutes to go in the game, they got the ball back. They marched all the way down inside the red zone. And uh, 
then a, a false start on a fourth and one makes them have to settle then for a field goal instead. And then South Dakota State, boom, boom, they hit their two biggest plays of the game. Grant Wild takes an inside screen, 35 yards for a touchdown. And Montana State was in control for pretty much the entire first 57 minutes. And they leave Brookings with a heartbreaking 20-16 to 16 loss. No one has doubt, ESPN Radio, it's the Montana Football Hour presented by Dazzler's Car Wash. Uh, Andrew was manning the ship back here in Missoula. By the way, thanks for all the help last week. It was great listening to you on the show. I uh, hope you had some fun. Uh, but you were sitting here watching both of these games. But, I mean, everybody around the Big Sky Conference universe was glued to this, this Montana State game. The Twitter was going crazy. Everybody was tweeting about it. What did you think? What did you see? What a crazy ending. If you're Montana State, you just feel sick leaving Brookings, South Dakota without winning that game. They they could and should have won that game by multiple scores, and instead they don't. We'll get to what this means for the arc of MSU season. But I mean, that's one of the craziest regular season games I've ever seen. It was incredible, yeah. It took a little while for the fuse to be lit, right? The first three quarters of that game, you're sort of just watching because it's really high-level football, especially on the offensive and defensive lines, number one and number three teams in the country. And and it was close, and there were some big plays. But it it really went crazy in that fourth quarter. And, yeah, I mean, at the end, man, I... I don't really know what to say about the final play. Montana State has to be kicking themselves for letting themselves for letting it come down to that, that final play, right? That, that's exactly right. When you block the punt down by the one yard at the one yard line, you got to get a touchdown there. You have to. You swung the momentum. Julius Davis makes the play of the game. He blocks the punt. You can't settle for three. You got to get six. And, and then when you got it fourth and one on the goal line, I mean that's why you have to just be so sick to your stomach if you're the Cats here. I mean, some of their best players are their, are their senior guys up yep. front, their tight ends and their and their offensive linemen. They had nine false start penalties, including on a fourth and one from the goal line. Man, you just have to be kicking yourself if you're the MSU because you had it. You had the game in hand. Well, and and also you you get up and then instantly South Dakota State hits you right back with the touchdown on the screen pass. Uh, where the guy breaks one tackle and he's gone, you just have you have so many opportunities to put that game away, right? And Montana State played really well for long stretches of that game. I think they showed that they can hang with South Dakota State. And then, yeah, I mean the 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 final play, or I guess the next to final play, because they did get the hail mary after that, had me had me running around the house and screaming and yelping out the windows and. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was a really great play from Sean Chambers and Cleveland Thomas for sure to get it to that close. I didn't think he had any chance of making something out of that play, and then he makes the catch and and it looked out originally to me. They call it good. You know it's going to review yep. no matter which way they call it on the field. I thought when they called it a touchdown and then started looking at the replays that there wasn't going to be any way that they were going to be able to overturn it. But now, Coulter, so many, so many interesting narratives come out of this game, For and sure. I'm wondering if, if those two inches or whatever that they determined Cleveland Thomas's feet were off the ground on that last non-catch, is that what's going to determine where the playoff matchup between these two is going to be this year? Are we going to see a semifinal that's now in Brookings instead of Bozeman? We're going to get to that because I do think that part is fascinating. The news of the weekend. Montana State takes South Dakota State down to the wire. They're up 16-13, to 13, but then they gave up an inside screen touchdown to Grant Wild. Still got the ball back with 90 seconds to play. couple big completions by Sean Chambers. Then uh, he appears to 
and then it appears to not, and then appears to again hit Cleveland Thomas in the back of the end zone for a walk-off touchdown. Not the case. Unsportsmanlike penalty called after uh, the review was overturned. Montessay gets one more chance at a Hail Mary. It falls short, and the Bobcats are... They leave heartbroken with a 20-16 to 16 loss uh, at SDSU. Here's Brett Vegan's general comments following his team's first loss of the season. We play our tails off. Um, I, I think we, we did that. I think we played really hard. I, I think our guys, um, they really wanted it. They, they went after it. Um, you know, uh, we made plays on both sides of the football, and, and ultimately we didn't make enough at the same time. You know, it's... Uh, it comes down to, you know, a play at the end, but so much more to it than that. Um, to the course of the game, uh, you know, field position-wise, uh, time of possession, they have some flows of that game. Um, you know, the, the opportunities offensively that we didn't cash in on, um, you know, I think that all was apparent that uh, we need more points on the board and uh, we, didn't, uh, we didn't get enough. But I, I am pleased with how hard our guys played. You know, and uh, I think we we knew going in that this game, you know, wasn't going to make us, nor will it break us. Um, it's, it's two really good teams, you know, competing in the non-conference, and you know uh, they came up on the right side of it. So credit to them, and we'll uh, we'll re- regroup and get back to work on Monday. on the touchdown and the play before it. That for them, the game winner. Um, was there anything specifically that you kind of saw that? Let them to be able to have well, two big plays. I mean, they, they used man coverage. Um, I go, I go pass, I go catch on their end, and then we didn't tackle on the screen. Um, you know, and, and again, it's you know you give good teams, good players, um, too many chances. Uh, so that was a that was the result. You know, we scored a touchdown down there instead of a field goal, and they're after seven versus three. I think their mindset and what they're Having to chase is a little bit different. Um, they hold us to three. It's a momentum swing for them. They come out and get a big pass, and then they score the next play. So, um, kind of an incredible swing. Uh, turn of events there. The touchdown that wasn't at the end. What did, what did you think? What did you see? Oh, I, you know, they call it a touchdown. Um, we hope it stands. Uh, I, I didn't see enough to to have a real, you know. They call it a touchdown. You hope it stands. I think that's all. We'll all stand right now. And you know, um, again, our guys really competed. And um, you know, I, I suppose we were that close. And, and you know, we can't we can't change the outcome. It's over. You know, we have to move on. Um, so you know, whatever lessons we learned today, we'll chalk them up, and you know, we'll find a, a, a way to correct the things that didn't um, didn't quite go our way. And, Keep Montana Football Hour presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. You're listening to Nuanas now here on ESPN Radio. Brett Vegan, Montana State head coach, following his team's 20 to 16 loss at top-ranked South Dakota State on Saturday. A thriller for sure. What does it all mean for the arc of the Bobcat season? We'll discuss that a little later on here on the Montana Football Hour. Gotta say thanks to Town Pump for keeping us fueled up. We took a team to Brookings. We had a team in St. George. We couldn't have done it without Town Pump. They keep us fueled up all season long. Town Pump, brawl of the wild by the mile, uh, back for another year. We'll be giving you a $50 gift card to Town Pump on Wednesday, so stay tuned for that. Also, we'll have our first look coming up uh, tomorrow. Take a look at Ferris State and to take a look at Stetson, the two teams 
that are coming to Montana this week. Uh, Stetson plays in Bozeman, a Pioneer Football League team, similar to uh, Butler that played in Missoula to open. And then the Grizz, they host two-time defending uh, Division II national champion Ferris State. Uh, the Bulldogs, the second time they've played the Bulldogs already, the Grizz. Uh, but the Bulldogs uh, have an incomparable uh, recent history of winning. I mean, their head coach is 117-17 and 17 in his career at Ferris State. Unreal. I mean, they've won 28 straight road games. That's an absurd statistic. So we'll talk about uh, Ferris State and Stetson uh, a little bit later on here in the Montana Football Hour as well as throughout the week as well. The game I was at in St. George, it was a no contest. I thought Montana executed the style that Bobby Houck wants to play as well as uh, they have. Uh, Utah Tech's certainly an overmatched opponent, but the Grizz ran the ball early and often. Nick Osmo went over 100 yards in his first full game of the year. I guess he played one or two snaps against Butler, but his first actual full workload, he goes over 100 yards, scores two touchdowns. The Grizz forced three turnovers. They got points off of all three of them. They have uh, a beautiful punt that they pin at the one-yard line, and then they force uh, Utah Tech three and out, and Junior Bergen gets a 47-yard punt return for a touchdown. That's a quintessential and almost perfect uh, Bobby Houck scheme, Bobby Houck way of winning. If you're going to force turnovers, capitalize on them, turn them into points, and you're also going to have superb special teams play, including special teams touchdowns, Grizzlies are going to be hard to beat. Here's Bobby Houck following his team's 43-13 win at Utah Tech. I thought it was good. Um, you guys did a nice job coming down here and, you know, go on the road in the heat, uh, come down and kind of pretty much have a pretty dominating performance. I thought we were, until uh, late in the game, I thought we were we were pretty on it on all three phases. Like the effort level, like the attention to detail. Um, appreciated uh, Utah Tech playing hard till the end, which gave our guys that were in there a test. And, and uh, yeah, it was a good football game for us. Bobby Houck here on the Montana Football Hour. Three big things about the Bobcat loss. Three big things about the Grizz win. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Man, I can say with full confidence that's the uh, first time we ever played that song on this show. Might be the first time we ever played the king on here, though. A little Elvis for you on your way back here on your Monday. Hope you're having a great start to your week. I just got back from Vegas. That's why I got the uh, the Vegas type of uh, 
vibes going on right now. I was only there for a day. Uh, we were in St. George until late Saturday night. Drove until uh, about 2 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, went to bed and then uh, watched NFL all day in Vegas. Went to a show last night, and here I am back. Does, uh, you guys know how it goes if you go to Vegas. It's always either the Friday-Monday or the Thursday-Sunday flights. This time around, it was the Friday-Monday, so I just couldn't get out. I couldn't get home. <laughs> so, I know, poor me. Had to sit there on the opening day of NFL Sunday uh, in Las Vegas. But anyways, we're back uh, here on the show and back in the studio. I am Coulter Nuanas. This is Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for kicking it with us here. Uh, to get your week started, we are rolling through the Montana Football Hour, which is presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Dazzler's Car Wash, located right here next door to us on Radio Way. The best, most efficient, and most thorough car wash in the city of Missoula. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated at Dazzler's Car Wash. Three big things about the Bobcats after their 20-16 loss to South Dakota State. Three big things about the Grizz after their 43-13 win uh, over Utah Tech in St. George. Number one, if you are uh, Montana State, man, we talked about it off the top, but you just have to be so heartbroken. And what played out in, you know, I'm a big narratives guy. I think the, the arc of a season, the narrative of a season, the, uh, the the momentum internally and externally of a season, I think those, those are factors that play in college football. I think that's why we love college football, because we can see sort of the, uh, the, the secondary, the intangible, the, the emotional stuff. When teams are rolling, when teams are confident, that's when they're at their best, especially at the FCS level. And on the flip side of that, when stuff doesn't go right mentally or when you lose some of that confidence, lose some of that belief, I think it can be detrimental to your season. I think that we talked about this all week last week. Going into this game for Montana State, I thought if they went in there and won in any form or fashion, it's huge for your season. Now you're just ultimately confident and maybe you have a chance to just go run the table and get the number one seed. If you go to Brookings, though, and lose... But you perform well. It's also, I think, a net bonus for you, a net plus. I think you uh, can build off of that. The way they lost, though, I'm so interested to see if they can overcome it because it is just such a heartbreaking way to leave Brookings. It's not just the replay at the end that was overturned. It's the fact that you had the ball inside the 10-yard line three different times and had to settle for field goals. Let's say you, ha- you, you even just to turn two of those into touchdowns. I mean, you win this thing going away. You you win it like they did in 2021 when they beat South Dakota State 31-17. You punch it in a couple times, and that's you're, you're basically going to win by two touchdowns. So if you're MSU, how do you bounce back from this? Uh, we'll certainly discuss. Uh, let's hear from some of the players. Sean Chambers. Tommy Block got knocked down in this game. Sean Chambers played most of the second half, including the entire fourth quarter. He was nearly the hero. It seemed for a minute that there was basically a walk-off touchdown pass as the clock expired from Chambers to Cleveland Thomas, but it was overturned by the replay officials and uh, what could have been an, a, a legendary moment, an iconic moment, an unforgettable moment for Chambers and Thomas. Uh, instead, Montana State comes up just short. Here's Sean Chambers following the 2016 loss at South Dakota State. On that last play, Sean, I mean, what was your vantage point? What did you... Looking at the replays, anything like that. I don't know if you saw any good angle of it, but what, is, what was just going through your head on that? On the, the second to last play, I should say. Yeah, I just trying to. I mean, wasn't really trying to pay attention to it. Uh, just hoping that they get the standing on the field. And unfortunately, they didn't. But, 
um, coming in for, for Tommy there in the fourth? I mean, how, how was uh, how would you describe, I guess, that, that whole fourth quarter having to, to be the main guy there? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's too soon to even put into words right now. I'm just kind of shocked. Um, is there, I know it's too early to probably process all of it, but is there some encouragement just how close it was and, you know, inches away from, from winning this game? I think the encouragement is, um, we know we left a lot out there. Um, we didn't do our best. And I think that's that's what we got to, you know, lay our head on our pillow at night and think about that. We know we can get more. We know we can play with those guys on the road. Bad weather, good weather, doesn't matter. We can play with those guys. And, um, so the second game of the season, we're going to make mistakes. We made too many tonight, and unfortunately that causes the game. But um, I think the encouragement lies in knowing that we didn't give it our best. And I thought on both sides of the ball, those guys put their asses off. And that's what hurts the most, you know, watching those guys put in that work out there and all offseason and working hard and beating each other up and and going through it together, and then they came out here and really put down display, and that's proud of those guys, offense and defense. Sean Chambers here on Nuanas Now. It's the Montana Football Hour. It's presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Number two big thing about the Cats, despite the loss, you could see some defensive strides. I thought Montana State was just okay last year defensively. They had some, some stalwart and standout players like Ty Okada, Callahan O'Reilly, James Campbell is a great athlete, but I think that they're better in the secondary now, even though they did lose two guys that got shots in NFL camps with Campbell and Okada, both getting a, a, a cup of coffee with the Seahawks and, and Okada still on the practice squad. But MSU, they had a pitcher for giving up big plays last year defensively, and, and they, they they gave up some big plays against Utah Tech in their opener as well. But I thought the Bobcat defense played their best game probably of the Brent Vegan era uh, certainly their best game of the post-Troy Anderson era. They had some pretty good defensive performances in 2021, and part of that is just because their personnel was so elite, uh, so dynamic, so talented. But you can tell they made strides. South Dakota State scored more than 20 points every single game that Mark Gronowski has been their starting quarterback, except two against North Dakota a couple years ago. Not North Dakota State, but actually UND, and against Youngstown State. And then they did it again on Saturday. Just 20 points for the Jackrabbits. Here's Danny Eulalakepa on uh, the strides that the Bobcat defense have made. Uh, all the guys played their hearts out, so of course we were feeling down about it, but I feel like the other boys put their hearts out, and we'll see them again. Danny, you guys took a big shot there in the second half. I think they had two big drives, but you guys seemed to kind of regroup, and then you had a couple of three and outs. You know, was, any, was there any talk in there, or anybody talking about whatever, or what did you guys, uh, you know, do really to, to kind of stem the tide there when they got hot? Um, we, we just really fit our gas. Um, just came out more uh, side to sound and uh, just talked about it on the sideline. And you guys seem like, I mean, defensively compared to last year, it just seems like you guys have taken a step this year. Would you say that? And how would you sum that up? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, just in the off season, we were we we're um, preparing. I would say we we're we we're getting bigger, faster, stronger. So just, just uh, the way room coach Sean, he, he did a great job for us the, this past year. And like I said, it was a mentality thing. We we, we wanted it. Danny Eula Capa here on Nuanas Now. Three big things about the Bobcats. There's two of them for you. 
How about three big things about the Grizz? It's the Montana Football Hour presented by Dazzler's Car Wash here uh, on Nuanas Now. Bobby Houck, well-regarded and uh, renowned as one of the great special teams coaches in the country. I think that anybody in the business internally would tell you that. The uh, unbelievable consistency of being able to score special teams touchdowns. I mean, Coach Houck, it's second to none. I mean, I went through all of it. I wrote this in my game story. From when he took over as the head coach at Montana in 2003 through his time at UNLV and then his time at San Diego State and now his time back at Montana, Every single season between 2000, 2003 and 2023, so this is a 20-year sample size. In 19 of those 20 seasons, Coach Houck has had a, a, a kick return for a touchdown and a punt return for a touchdown, if not multiple of them. Some of the great returners in the history of the Big Sky, whether you're talking Tuff Harris and Jefferson Heilberger, uh, Lavander Seegers, guys like that from way back in the day, or guys more recently, I mean, of course, you got to throw Mark Mariani in there. I mean, he's a Pro Bowl wide receiver uh, after his time with the Grizz. Or, or you talk about guys recently like um, Malik Flowers or uh, even Jerry Lou McGee, who played one year under Coach Alk. And the, the consistency is unbelievable. Junior Bergen is steadily inching his way into those into that company. I mean, he he's already has three punt returns for touchdowns. He also has a kick return for a touchdown. So four returns for touchdowns. It's already uh, elite in the Big Sky Conference rankings. Can he continue to climb? Montana, I thought they sealed the deal. They slammed the door in Utah Tech's face when Travis Benham had a 65-plus yard punt. I, I think officially it was 65 or 66 yards that the Grizz pinned on the one-yard line. Then they force a three-and-out by Utah Tech. Uh, Utah Tech punts out of their own end zone. Junior Bergen, 47-yard house call. Boom, it goes from 22 nothing to 29 nothing, and the Grizz never looked back. Uh, I thought that was the, the pivotal moment in the game, and I asked Bobby Alk about it following the game. You're up 22 nothing, and you had the punt that you pinned on the one-yard line, and then three-and-out, and Bergen houses the punt. I mean, the style you want to play, how perfect is that in terms of execution? Well, it's nice when you can you can get some plays in the in the kicking game, and and usually we feel that if you can pin them back there and get a three and out, that it's points. However, you're going to get them, and obviously another uh, another special teams touchdown. This has kind of become unique, and the kids in there are doing a really nice job of you know year in year out um, taking the reins and and making stuff happen. So. That was a good play. What, what, what goes into that? I mean, you guys score as many special teams touchdowns as anybody in the country. Um, you know, I really think it's uh, the guys understand that it's important and they can make a difference, and then they're 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 detailed in their work. You know, they they're disciplined. They detail their work and and uh, they make those plays that they get important. I know you always emphasize turning taking turnovers and turning them into points. You guys did that three different times tonight. How important is that? Well, takeaways are, are big in every football game, and, and uh, you know, obviously this game was no exception. Um, it's nice when you can get the ball and go down the field. Certainly when you're getting them kind of towards midfield or in their end, you got a, you got a big advantage in terms of the field position game. So I thought we did, did a pretty good job of that as well. Bobby Houck on his special teams here on Nuan is now the Montana Football Hour. Second big thing about the Grizz, uh, Nick Osmo looked really good in his return. He only played a couple snaps against Butler. He's battled some injuries during fall camp. But if you put together his uh, stretch run of last year and then his 118-yard effort with a couple touchdowns 
on Saturday, and uh, he's been really, really productive uh, over the last, I don't know, six to eight games uh, for the Grizzlies. A bulk of his yards came on runs to the right side. He had a 41-yard run that set up, uh, I believe, a field goal, and he also had a long touchdown run that was part of that uh, 36-point onslaught in the first half to give the Grizz uh, a commanding lead at the break. Here's Nick Ospo after his latest 100-yard game. Yeah, it was good. Just uh, trying to pick up off where uh, what we've done this uh, whole fall camp and just trying to get in there and do the best I can. You guys ran the ball 57 times. What was kind of? Imagine that was kind of a mentality coming in, like, "Hey, we're gonna you know, want to be physical up front." Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, every game we kind of are emphasizing being physical up front and knocking people off the ball and uh, not letting one person take us down. So I think that uh, the whole offense is uh, the offense as a whole really emphasize that tonight. The two big ones you popped are both on the right side. Is there anything to that? What'd you see? Um, so the first one was a right side call. The second one was actually a left sided call that it just kind of looked open. I, I actually went through on the left and then uh, it was open on the right. So that's kind of why I ended up on the right. But, uh, you know, both sides of the line are doing great. That's why uh, I had one on each side, one of the long ones. And, um, they, the O-line really opened up the field for me to just kind of get out and run. Quite a few rotations on the right side of the line, too. You're seeing Grimsrud and Brown at the guard spot, Casey and Pam Flop on the right tackle spot. More depth on the offensive line, I guess, is the mm-hmm. question. How much does that help you? Um, to be honest, I don't even know. I don't, really, <laughs> I don't even really know who's in, honestly. Um, I'm more worried about the play call and all that stuff. Kind of nervous. So, uh, But, yeah, it's good to have depth, and those guys did great tonight, and uh, – like I said before, they just knocked people off the ball and opened up holes for us. Nick Ospo here on the Montana Football Hour. Third big thing about the uh, Grizz, you can definitely tell that they have adjusted some coverage stuff. I think they're more complex on the back end. I think the safeties, it used to be like this this constant, all three guys were playing all three spots. Now they have way more defined positions. And you saw a couple of the safeties come up with big-time picks. Trajan Cotton had his first pick as a Grizz. Nash Fouch had his fourth career interception uh, for Montana. And uh, Trevor Gradney, the third pick, he's a corner. He's now had an interception of each of the first two games, and he also forced a fumble on Saturday as well. He's playing really well. Here's the Billings West product following Montana's 43-13 win at Utah Tech. Honestly, didn't think he was going to come to me. Um, but I, I, uh, that was kind of a long time ago. I, um, yeah, I kind of jammed him out of bounds. And I turned it down, and it was kind of right there, and I just kind of reached up. I probably should have reached up with both hands. I got to see it, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, it was just a good play. You reached up with one. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think just just doing my job and trying to trying to help the team win has been, been the best part for me. Um, I mean, obviously those things are fun to do, but, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. But, yeah, I got to keep going. Keep going. What was the mentality coming into this one? Um, it seemed like you guys kind of came out, you know, kind of with a purpose. Or... Yeah. I mean, obviously, you saw the neighbors play them last week. I think everybody was kind of comparing us to them and, and trying to, you know, whatever. But, yeah, it, it, we had a different mentality. I had playing night game on the road, just we, we knew that they were, they were going to come out with, with some fiery, fiery things. And, um, yeah, I think we did a good job in handling what they had and, just, just trying to be us, trying to build our brand of football for sure. 
Coach Eric always preaches capitalizing on opportunities. Mm-hmm. You guys scored touchdowns on three of your turnovers. Yeah. So, I mean, as a defensive guy, how gratifying is that to see the I mean, offense punch? Obviously, in? isn't that great, right? That's that's what that's what you want to do as a defense yeah. is trying to get the ball back for the offense to to score touchdowns, and they've they've done a great job of that. So, I'm very very blessed and thankful for that as well. So, yeah. Three big things about the Grizz. Special teams is still lights out. Nick Osmo back and looking good is beneficial for a uh, Montana run game that seems to be a high priority this year. And the Grizz, they have adjusted coverages on the back end. They're forcing a lot of turnovers, and they're capitalizing on those turnovers, which is exactly the complementary style of football that Bobby Houck wants to play. Montana State, my third big thing about the Cats, the the whole narrative of the offseason was all about the revamped passing game. MSU brought in... Some highly regarded transfers like Lanyata Alexander, who's uh, from Arizona State by way of Washington, Ty McCullough from Colorado State. But so far, the Bobcat revamped passing game hasn't shown much So uh, early on in the year. Part of that has been because Alexander's got an eligibility issue, so he hasn't played yet. McCullough's been hurt. Taco Dowler, who's also supposed to be one of Montana State's big-time receivers, uh, he's also out after having off-season shoulder surgery. So uh, we haven't really got a chance to see what Montana State wants to do with their passing game. They're going to be able to run the ball on everybody. I mean, even South Dakota State, one of the best defenses in the country, they the Cats still rushed for 211 yards on Saturday. But it was 4.4 yards per carry instead of their customary 6.5 to 7. So it was good job by South Dakota State. But also, uh, MSU is going to be able to pound the rock no matter what. But to beat teams like South Dakota State consistently, to get to where Montana State needs to go, I do think they need to have a, li- a little bit more productivity uh, in the passing game. Tommy Mullott was knocked out of the South Dakota State game, but he did come back. Or excuse me, he did not come back. He was knocked out, did not come back, but he is back on the number one spot on the depth chart today. They released their depth chart. Uh, they, they made a comment that he'll likely play against Stetson, so uh, sounds like not too big of an, an injury uh, for Montana State. Um but it's something to keep an eye on because Tommy Mallott, the way he plays with such reckless abandon is why he's so good, but it also just puts him in harm's way quite a bit. So that's your three big things about the Cats. They must just be heartbroken. How do you rebound from it? The defense definitely showed some strides against SDSU and uh, the revamp passing game, TBD, to be determined uh, there for Montana State. More on the Montana Football Hour, including... The ramifications of what Idaho's win in Reno means for the rest of the Big Sky Conference. That's next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. One, two, three. Ron is now on ESPN Radio. I'm certainly back in the saddle here in Missoula. Welcome in. Welcome back. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas. Back in the Garden City, coming to you live from the Missoula Broadcasting Studios. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years. And happy to say so, the Montana Football Hour, which will be the first hour of every Monday show, is presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated at Dazzler's Car Wash. Probably the two most impactful Big Sky Conference wins uh, of the weekend. Montana State obviously losing at South Dakota State was the game that everybody had their eyes on. Montana drilled Utah Tech. It was no contest, 36-0 at halftime and 43-13 the final. But Weber State at Northern Iowa, big-time win for the Wildcats, 34-17 to there over UNI. And then Idaho just destroying Nevada, 33-6 to the final. The Vandals 
opened up at two and a half point favorites and moved all the way up to five and a half point favorites. They had no problem covering that. And uh, Idaho off to a 2 0 start for the first time since 1998. Don't look now, but they get to play another FBS this weekend in Cal. And I say get to rather than have to because they might be in the mix to win this one too. But this is what we've been talking about with Idaho. We know they're good. We know they got a lot of swagger. We know that the Vandals certainly, uh, they got it rolling quickly under second-year head coach Jason Eck. They got all the, the the talent in the world back offensively, led by Hayden Hatton, but also including Jermaine Jackson, the other stellar wide receiver, Anthony Woods, the stud running back, and then, of course, Giovanni McCoy, who played um, excellent, uh, almost almost flawlessly against Nevada. Like Eck said after the game, if McCoy's going to play that efficiently, I know it's going to have a chance to beat every team on their schedule, and they might have a chance to beat the Cal Bears this week as well. Not to get ahead of ourselves, though, I don't think I don't think uh, a loss to Cal hurts Idaho. A win obviously would be a huge feather in the cap. There's only been one other time ever that a Big Sky or FCS team period has won two FBS games in one season. That was in 2015 when Portland State won at Washington State and then destroyed North Texas, the biggest. Uh, FCS over FBS margin of victory ever, I think. Portland State went down to North Texas and won 55-7. North Texas, they fired their coach immediately after the game. That's how bad Portland State went in there and rolled them up. But that's the only other time, I believe, that uh, an FCS has beaten two FBSs in one season. But now Idaho has a chance to do that. But if they do beat Cal, then the hype machine is real. They're already up to the top five in the polls. They'll be a top two or three team probably if they have two FBS wins. If they are the highest-ranked team in the Big Sky coming into the Big Sky Conference slate, man, that's going to be such an interesting narrative with Sac State coming to town in week one. The Cats and the Grizz, or I guess the Grizz and the Cats in that order, coming to Moscow in mid-October. If the Vandals keep climbing, they're going to have to endure a lot, and it's going to be fascinating to watch. The Montana Football Hour presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. We got a $50 gift card for you to Dazzler's. Call right now. Call number 5-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call right now. Call number 5. 50 bucks to Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula, the best car wash in the Garden City. Montana Football Hour in the books. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty coming at you. Keep it right here. Go on us now. ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 